When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Chad and Ballsy Daily with material from Chad and Ballsy's live show on 104.9 The Wolf. What was it like to run out of the tunnel and back at Mosaic Stadium with the crowd in uh, in a frenzy? Oh, it was uh, it was great. You know, it was a very long 21 months or however long it was. It felt like forever. But uh, just I feel that crowd again and you know, run out, uh, run out of the tunnel. And then, uh, you know, we kind of rode that wave for, for the first about 20 minutes, getting up to, uh, 31, nothing. So it was definitely a special night and it was uh, definitely good to be back in front of those fans. Who did you have in the crowd uh, watching the game in, in terms of the Ryan contingent mom and brother there? Oh yeah. Everyone, you know, I think we had, uh, I don't think we had all 12, uh, niece and nephews. I think there's about eight of them there. Uh, you know, my sisters, my brother, my mom and, uh, my wife, Sarah. So, there's always a uh, always a lot of Ryan's uh, in the crowd on uh, on game day. What does Sarah think of uh, Saskatchewan summer nights at the stadium? She wouldn't like the cold weather games, so she's got to get in early here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she uh, she grew up in Arkansas and uh, has spent the last 25 years in Los Angeles, so she's uh, she's not really used to the cold, but she loves these uh, these early season games for sure. She's uh, Geared up full on in green, and she's definitely taken to the uh, Ryder Nation. Did you guys get up so fast that you took your foot off the gas, or was it fatigue and that was kind of a glorified preseason game? Because I was trying to, you know, people were a little, they, they were happy you won, but like, oh my gosh, if BC had two more minutes, they would have won the game, and oh, what's going <laughs> on? I, I consider that kind of a glorified preseason game that I was happy to see you win. Yeah, you know, I didn't know really know what to expect, you know, with no preseason, with all that time off. Yeah, I didn't really know what to expect, but you know, as, as my old coach Pete Carroll used to say, there's 60, 60 minutes in a football game. It doesn't matter how you start, it matters how you finish, and uh, you never know when you're going to go up or go down. So it takes all 60 minutes, and uh, you know, it wasn't uh, conventional. It's not the way we wanted it to go, and you know, we have two points right now. I didn't really look at the stats this deep, but eight Saskatchewan boys in the starting roster, six on offense, and then of course you and Jorgen Hughes on special teams. Man, that's awesome. I think it's incredible. You know, I think it just speaks volumes of uh, minor football, Saskatchewan, uh, from, you know, the Regina minor football to, to what they do in Saskatoon and Yorkton and all, all over the province and all about how great our high school football is here. And then with the, the Hilltops and the Thunder and uh, Huskies and Rams, you know, I think just, it's just incredible to have a professional football team with eight guys from Saskatchewan on. Uh, I think it just speaks volumes to uh, the modern football Saskatchewan. Chad and Ballsy Daily. Ballsy with you. Chad's back next week. Ten years of Chad and Ballsy in the morning. Thanks for having the Wolf on. We really appreciate it. We'll talk a little Ryder football before the top of the hour. It is, if you look at your calendar, Friday the 13th. Are you superstitious? I'm not. But let's... Uh, Let's now talk about five common superstitions that got started, okay? Debunk some of these. Now, Friday the 13th, nobody knows for sure how it started, but one theory is it has Bible origins and is tied to the number of guests at the Last Supper and Jesus' crucifixion on Good Friday. How about breaking a mirror? Ancient Romans believed that mirrors held a piece of your soul, and a separate myth said that our body renews itself every seven years. So those two things together help created the seven years of bad luck thing you always hear about. How about that black 
uh, black cat crossing your path. In the Middle Ages, black cats were associated with witchcraft and demons. And so that snowballed into the idea that if a black cat crossed your path, they were blocking your connection to God and a pathway to heaven. How about knocking on wood? You've heard of that for Friday the 13th. The idea here came from the ancient civilizations that believed uh, trees housed various spirits and touching the tree would give you protection and, and protective blessings from those spirits. And this one's interesting. White lighters are bad luck. This has its roots in the 27 Club, where young musicians like Hendrix, Joplin, and Kurt Cobain all died at the age of 27. Now, according to this ridiculous superstition, they all had white lighters on them when they died. But... Big disposable lighters weren't even invented until 1973. And of course, if you know your rock history, Janis Joplin and Jimi Hendrix died in 1970. So that one is uh, easily debunked. I mean, I don't worry about Friday the 13th. Uh, judging by my track record, every other day is bad for me. Chad and Ballsy Daily. Ballsy here, by the way. Chad's away till next week. You got the wolf on. Thanks for having us on. Um... If it's going to happen, it's going to happen to me. Uh, yesterday, I'm in an elevator, and it is Friday the 13th, so people are all concerned about black cats and don't walk under ladders, especially today. Bad luck, don't break a mirror, all that type of stuff. Um, yesterday, I'm in an elevator, and you know, of course, now, today, you don't want to cough in front of anybody, especially if you don't have a mask on. So I'm trying to stifle a cough, and I'm in an elevator with a woman, and at the same time I stifle a cough, I fart. <laughs> What do you do? I'm on an elevator. How do you get around that tension? We looked at each other and we both started laughing. I mean, what else was I going to do? I I guess I could have looked at my phone or commented on the Michael Bolton song that was playing in the background. But thankfully, there was no after effects, if you know what I mean. It was just wind. But oh, man. And then today I'm driving in on Victoria Avenue. I think, okay, Victoria Avenue, main thoroughfare. What could happen? There is a guy walking on the Center Boulevard, and it's Victoria Avenue between Winnipeg and Broad, okay? So right where you kind of go through some of them massage parlors. Anyway, uh, guy's on a boulevard, and he, he just stumbles off the boulevard and falls into the middle of the street, okay? And I have to, I'm in the left-hand lane. I have to veer into the right-hand lane. Uh, this other car, fortunately, was the back of me, or I would have caused a, an accident, all because dude, dressed in black, going for his daily walk at 4 in the morning, and not a straight walk, if you know what I mean, decides to fall off the curb into the road. Why do these things always happen to me, man? And it's not just on the 13th. Chad and Ballsy Daily. So last night, uh, CFL football, and I was going between that and, of course, the Field of Dreams game, the 1989 movie featuring Kevin Costner. Well, Major League Baseball played an actual regular season game between the Yankees and White Sox with the old school jerseys and everything uh, in a cornfield in Iowa, right next to the set where they shot the movie Field of Dreams. Of course, Costner and James Earl Jones. It was cool to see them all, all the players in Costner come out from the from the cornfield like they did in the movie. Here's Kevin before the game. 30 years ago, on the other side of that corn, we filmed a movie that stood the test of time. Thanks to that enduring impact that that little movie had, it's allowed us to come here again. But now we're on a field that Major League Baseball made. It's perfect. 
We've kept our promise. Major League Baseball has kept its promise. The dream's still alive. There's probably just one question to answer. Is this heaven? I don't think I heard you. Is this heaven? Yeah, it was awesome. They had the old, yes, it is. They had the old school uh, scoreboard out there, and there were eight home runs, including this one to end the game. So an opportunity for the Yankees to be just one behind the Red Sox as they try to beat the White Sox. Anderson. Nothing like a Joe Buck call. I like Joe Buck and nothing like a, the sound of a crack of the bat in a cornfield in Iowa. I'll tell you what, that right there is better than the outdoor classic in hockey. They have uh, oversaturated that thing. I hope Major League Baseball doesn't. They just play one game a year. Chad and Ballsy Daily. It is a game day tomorrow. Riders and the Hamilton Tiger Cats. One of my favorite things coming back from the pandemic. I got to see my buddy Luke Molitor for the first time in a long time. Former rider and a guy in our Rider Radio Network is the color commentator. And I get to talk football with him here. Hey, Luke, how's it going, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah, okay, so let's talk about this. Last week, you were on our broadcast and you were kind of heated that the BC Lions had said Mike Riley was going to start. Uh, or at least, you know, they weren't, uh, you didn't think they were above board going into last week's game. I gave him a bit of a pass because it was the first week. Uh, also, also they did say elbow soreness and they did say he was limited and they did try to give him shots. But this week, the BC, somebody needs to sit Rick Campbell down and tell him it's a new world, buddy, because they they cost betters a lot of money yesterday. Yeah, you're absolutely right, right? Like, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, I'm a, I'm a dumbass. So, you know, <laughs> here, here's the details. Um, someone, you're right, Ballsy, someone needs to sit the BC Lions down. And I know they don't have an ownership group, yeah. but here's the deal. And and there's so many people focused on, oh, you know, keep gambling on a sport. It's not about the betters. It's not about the gamblers. Even though there are people that are pissed that they lost money. Yeah. Here's the problem. I don't know if anybody's watched the TV broadcast. There's at least three or four gambling sites being advertised now. Mm-hmm. Like, that's revenue for the league, and that's revenue for salary cap, league expenses. That's what we need. There isn't, if, in case have, people haven't seen and looked around, there's not a lot of sponsors out there for the Canadian Football League. This is a market they need to penetrate. And BC, like, it's, it's unbelievable that one team is literally – potentially screwing it all up for everybody because people are just not going to engage. That's the problem. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100% right. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it is unfortunate. Um, Okay, so good thing I didn't bet on it yesterday. I'd be really fired up. Luke, uh, (laughs) we're up 31-0, and then we barely hold on. Two-part question. Was that a glorified preseason game? Um, And do you think it had to do with fatigue and getting a bit cocky? Well, I think that I think that the second half of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders BC Lions game, I, I think that was more of the Riders team that we expected in the first half, right? I'm not <laughs> sure if it was getting cocky, if it was. I just think that um, they they came out on fire. They really showed what they're capable of, and then BC woke up. Right, so if anything, it was BC's preseason game, right? Because they just came off a, a, a big win in Calgary last night. Yeah, the Riders just have to find a way to put it all together, right? And um, 
and again, they know what they're capable of, and that probably puts a little bit more pressure. Everybody's, everybody in that locker room sees that they're a team that can run up four to thirty-one points pretty quickly. Yeah. Right. So now, how do we harness that, and how do we sustain it for an entire game? Right. Well, and, honestly, honestly, though, dude, it takes you about two or three games to get your legs and wind under you, game condition wise. It's funny too because. Coach Dickinson, in like the second week of camp, is on record saying that the team isn't necessarily in the best shape, right? So, <laughs> and, you, and I remember sitting there being like, "Dude, it's the second week of camp. They got, they better start getting." Yeah, yeah, so, yeah exactly. so, It's not a touch football game. This is yeah, professional yeah, football. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not me out there, yeah, right? Uh, yeah. Like, man. so, so again, I think that the Riders got to come out. Hamilton's not going to be uh, be an easy win. They watch film. They know what they were screwing up on, right? They essentially helped the Winnipeg Blue Bombers get their their first W. So. Yeah, it's going to be a great game, and if the Riders aren't locked in for four quarters, um, especially uh, you know in the second half, they're going to be in trouble. Because again, you, you can't expect you can't expect a thirty-one point explosion in the yeah. first half every single game, right? Hey, you're part of our community. Last question: So you're a Saskatchewan guy now because you can run out to the car in your t-shirt and start the car when it's minus twenty and say, "Hey, it's for not sure. that it's not that bad." Vice President of the Red Cross. So you know what a proud moment it is for Saskatchewan to have eight starting guys on the roster that are from Saskatchewan. That is a, that is quite a testament to amateur football, and you helped coach the Thunder at one point. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, I look at Logan Furland. I look at the the trials and tribulations that Mitch Pickton went through. Um, you know, you, you you see Evan Johnson out there. It's uh, there's always been um, there's always been a sort of a, a, a fondness for having homegrown talent represent the green and white. But to see eight guys out there right now, that is pretty special. You're right, and I think that um, moving forward, the nice part is 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 there eight guys that can play? Yeah, this isn't just a ceremonial thing, right? Jo's just not sitting there being like, you know, it would be cool if we had a bunch of guys from Saskatchewan playing, right? Like, <laughs> so, so those guys can play, and they're proving it, right? Like Mitch Pickens literally taking advantage of every single opportunity to make a play out there, yeah. right? Uh, Evan Johnson's a guy they're gonna they're gonna look to and lean on for veteran leadership, right? Dan Clark is, a, is an amazing story of perseverance and and being a professional and figuring out what aspects that, that, that are in his control versus what aspects aren't. So um, the, the longer it goes, the better it is. It's, 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 it's literally a better it's, – it's a way better story. You know, they, they, they talk about it a lot in Winnipeg, right? they got Andrew Harris. He's a Winnipeg-born guy. Yeah. And now they got the other running back. Oliveira, yeah. 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 Dembski. they got Nick Dembski. they got three guys, right? But, man, like to have eight, that's, that's significant. And uh, it should be – should be, Saskatchewan football is in a good spot. Uh, I talk a lot of, uh, um, to guys – that are stakeholders in football Saskatchewan, stakeholders in the RMF, and they just, they're running such tremendous programs, and all the way down to the flag football leagues, right? Like, it's just Saskatchewan is really, really bought in to the football culture, and, and I hope that continues, right? And I think that, you know, looking forward, it's going to be nice to, to start getting the, the game of football in front of the new Canadians that are coming into Saskatchewan, too. Mm-hmm. Because those new Canadians, right, regardless of their culture and regardless of their beliefs, they want to know what Rider Nation is about. They want, they've heard the stories. They've seen the caps, the flags, and everything on the beaches of their own countries. Now that they're here, they want to get involved, and they want to find ways to get involved. So seeing 
eight guys from Saskatchewan out there balling for the Riders. It's nothing but a good thing. And again, it's not a ceremonial thing. These guys can play. Yeah, for sure. Hey, thanks, Luke. It's going to be 33 tomorrow. Please don't wear the thong, okay? Please don't wear that to the booth, okay? Come on, man. You know who you're talking to, though. I don't get down like that. Okay, see you, buddy. Take care. All right, bro. See you, man. Thanks for tuning in to Chad and Ballsy Daily. New episodes every weekday on your favorite podcast app and full audio available at thewolfrocks.com. Don't miss Wolf Mornings with Chad and Ballsy. Weekdays, 6 to 10. On Regina's Rock Station, 104.9 The Wolf.